Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Earrings Off on Fireside. Woohoo! Woohoo! Thank you all so much for joining us. So, um, Teresa, how are you doing? Girl, it's been a day. It's been it's- busy. I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's an exciting time for me. Um, Teresa, Teresa, that's where you show your manners and say, and you, how are you doing? I'm going to get to that once I tell you how I am. (laughs) Okay, okay. All right. How how are you? So what's what's going on? (laughs) But since you started with me, Lou, please tell me how you're doing. I'm so glad that you care enough to ask. I am doing fine. Thank you. Okay, let's show some manners. <laughs> so, okay. let me tell you, I got okay, good news. Okay. I got right. great news. Okay, great news. We like great news. Yeah. So, my daughter is graduating. She has had all of her finals. Yay! She did an excellent job, and she is graduating on oh. the 16th of this month. Oh, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. Congratulations to your daughter, to the family, to the bank account, all of that. (laughs) You got that right, sis. You got that right. I know. (laughs) Because I didn't add, she has a job. (laughs) Oh, God. Woo, woo. Graduate with a job? Well, all righty now. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good day in the household. It it's a good day yeah. in the Vaughn house. Yes. All right, absolutely. All right. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, um, again, thank you everybody for joining us tonight on Earrings Off on Fireside. Of course, this is our, this is our official launch and we are excited about it. Um, Teresa, tell them why we're so excited tonight. We are excited because we have a special guest. You are, yes. you guys are in for such a treat. Tonight, yeah. we're going to be graced with Roshana Price. Roshana yeah. is known as the giver of awesomeness. She's a yeah. coach, a speaker, a radio personality, and author. The title of her book is Be a Giver of Awesomeness, Discover, Guard, and Give. She will definitely talk a little bit more about that later. But Roshana holds a bachelor's and master's degree in industrial and systems engineering from North Carolina Agriculture and Technical State University and Purdue University respectfully and a master's degree in education leadership from Broad from the Broad Center. 
Rishana resides in York County, South Carolina, with her husband, two children, and dog, Frankie. I love this about her. She loves superhero movies, and so do I, and fun workouts. Guys, we're going to bring Rashana to the stage, so let's give her a warm round of applause as she comes on stage. All right. Hello, hello. Hi, Rashana. Hey, Rashana. We're going to... Welcome. Welcome to the stage. And thank you so much for um, coming on tonight. We certainly appreciate it. Yeah, we do. And I I tell you, um, we want to say to our audience that we had Roshana at at our first conference. And Teresa and I were nervous. Um, It was our baby we were trying to birth. And here comes Roshana on the scene. And uh, I tell you, she just did a wonderful, wonderful job. It was just so um, put us at ease and made our jobs just so much easier. So uh, we we think she's pretty special. So we're excited about having her this evening. Yes, I remember that day. It was it was I was so glad to be there. It was such a blessing to be in the room with you all and the audience that was there. So excited to be back. Yeah. Fireside. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you so much. Um, we're going to tap into um, some of that success knowledge, that coaching that you bring, that you that you do so well. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the questions. Can you talk to us a little bit about adversity and relationships? Like, with, what are some red flags, and how can we identify when a relationship is not bringing us value? Yeah, adversity in relationships is real and people don't talk about it or it kind of shoved to the side like it's or it's going to be okay. It's fine. And so adversity is kind of like smoke. It can creep in on you before you know it. It's consuming a relationship. Mm -hmm. It starts to look like I just won't share as much. I'll share my win, but not all of it. Mm hmm. I'll, I, I won't be so quick to respond, even though they asked a direct question. I won't, are you talking to me? me? <laughs> and you're the only yeah. other person in the room. Yeah. It's understanding that the adversity starts to create shackles and chains on who you are and how you show up. That's mm-hmm. one of the biggest red flags is this, oh, I can't be totally me. Or they like a version of me yeah. in yeah. the relationship. That's a red flag. Another red flag is even in how you respond with technology. So lots of relationships, there's texting and there's phone calls and all of that. And when you see that person's name come up or their face as it lights up your phone, if you have a sense of like you're on a roller coaster, stomach's dropping, I'm not so sure, that isn't healthy. Yeah, yeah. That's unhealthy. People live their whole lives in relationships like that. And they have no idea. That isn't a healthy relationship. There's something about it that's unhealthy where there's undercurrent. And that undercurrent Mm. will take you down and others with you. Yeah, yeah. So then, Roshana, how do we initiate or engage in a discussion with others when we determine that a relationship is causing us harm or distress? What do we do? 
Yeah. So the first thing is you have to get engaged with yourself first. Really say, oh, this is happening. This relationship isn't healthy. And then it's go to the other person and really being honest and vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, Rashana, really, sometimes that's the hardest step is being honest with yourself. Right. That's why I said you got to start there. Mm -hmm. It is sometimes looking in the mirror, just look in that mirror and say, yeah, this isn't what I thought. Right. I didn't sign up for this. That's right. how I like to say it sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. We we have a hard time admitting that to ourselves. And then, you know, we don't want to face embarrassment from mm-hmm. friends or family at the very thought that mm, maybe we didn't pick so well. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 The think- guilt and shame. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Guilt. Um, and just the fear of what it would be like to end a relationship that you've been in for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's real. Right. We, mm-hmm. we get comfortable. We can get comfortable even in uncomfortable dysfunction. Right. Well, mm-hmm. because you're uncomfortable, but you know, that's that dysfunction, you know, and there's a fear. Well, this is the devil. I know <laughs> what's on the other side of this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right. So, Yeah. Yeah. And I often work with clients that are in that place. And actually when their life gets better, when they get happier, when they get healthier when they get whole, they're surprised. They're like, is this okay? Because they've lived in this low vibration or in this white knuckling or eggshell kind of relationship for so long that when they come out of it, the normal healthy thing feels uncomfortable and abnormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. what are some tips to be proactive and to avoid conflict in relationships? So, it isn't about avoiding it, it is about addressing it. Conflict okay. is healthy and it allows for growth, it allows for perspective shifting. Mm-hmm. And so, when conflict exists, the healthy thing to do is acknowledge it. Okay. Bring it to the table. Say, hey, we have this. And you have an opinion, I have an opinion. I don't like the way you did that. I don't like that you said that. This made me feel this way. And then checking in with the feelings to decide who really needs to own them. Are those your feelings to own? Because there's a lot of stuff happening with you. Is it we together need to own the feelings? Or simply allowing the other person to acknowledge, that wasn't my intention to make you, I wasn't trying to make you feel that way. And really Mm -hmm. allowing them to offer their intention, even if it didn't land well. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Rashana, what what do you mean when you use the term next level living? What is that? Yes. Next level living is all about you are where you are right now. We're all in one place, whatever that is. And if you can take that next step up on a rung, going to the to the next staircase, that is next level living. And we're called to level, 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 continue to level up. What happens is we get comfortable at a level. My bills are paid. And and the level can be, I'll say, satisfactory. All my bills are paid. I really don't want for anything. I can vacation maybe one time a year, and I'm paying all my bills. Mm -hmm. That is one level of living. 
Abundance says we can live above and beyond that, exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think or imagine. And wow. that's what it's about. Yeah. Next level living says, I'm going to put my biggest, boldest dream out there. Even if everyone else in the room around me doesn't have a big, bold dream, because I'm going to put mine out there. And then I'm going right. to start to make steps and moves to go towards it. And but Rashana, do you do you in your work have you found that that's a particularly hard concept for women? Because so many times society tells us that you know we're we're bossy or greedy or you know only or selfish if we think about next level living. Yeah. So for women, one of the things is just, excuse my dog there. She's saying hello to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie, Frankie says hi. Now she's hi, Frankie. Hi, yes. So one of the things for a women especially is permission has to be granted, has to be granted for them to be able to move forward in next level living, and there has to be the separation that happens to get to the next level. We have to look around at the women that have raised us and say, "I want better than you." Not that I am better than you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but I want, I desire more. Thank you so much for what you did. And I desire more, a little bit more. I want to pass on more. I want to go to that next level. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's really hard because it it's feels hard. like you're leaving someone behind or you aren't grateful or, hey. yeah, or depending on the family that you're raised in, oh, who do you think you are? Oh, you think you're so cute. Oh, you think you're so good. And the truth is, is to get more, even to pass on to generations, to leave legacy, you have to think you're better. Yeah. 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 Because if you, you don't want more and you have to want, want more, more. you mm -hmm. have to want more. You have to go beyond the, the foundation that's given to you. The foundation that's given to you will allow you to create the same house that you've now that you've lived and were raised in. That's the foundation. So you have to go beyond that foundation to build walls and to add a second foundation or to expand your, your floor plan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, that's, that's the hard part is just as a woman knowing that's okay. And that's what we're called to do to live um, a higher life. So. Yeah. And, and I'll just say for believers, those that are believers understanding that, God made Adam and had he made Eve as a helpmate. So he made women to be the helpmate. The understanding that the, the woman was actually given the directions on this is what we're going to do. She was the one that was putting it all. Adam had the rules from the Lord. This is what we're going to do. But she was the one that was like, and we're going to go walk through the garden. We're going to do all of this. That's why the serpent came to her because she mm -hmm. was the one. And so understanding you may, as a woman may have vision and direction that's beyond even what you can think or imagine, and that desire is given to you. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What are What are some other barriers or challenges to attaining this level? Yeah, other barriers and challenges is fear. Frankly, yeah. just fear of unknown. Mm. I don't know this. We can be conditioned depending on how you're raised or the people that you're around to think that if you don't know it, then it's bad. Yeah, mm -hmm. I never seen that, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I never eaten that, that's, that's not good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of that. And so yeah. understanding that just because you've never seen it or you don't know anyone that hasn't done it, doesn't mean it can't be done. Doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, that it's not good. Yeah. So fear. 
Yeah. You know, I had um, dinner last night with uh, a mentor of mine, and uh, she's um, probably close to 80, uh, has been very instrumental in my life. And she, years ago, she bought her um, grandchildren all T-shirts, and the T-shirts say, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And she's always taught them. She's quite an accomplished woman, but she's always taught them, put it out there. Don't be afraid to go forward anyway. And um, I I think that I told her, I said, I love that saying because it's um, it's just so, so true that you don't know if you don't try. So fear will cripple you from trying anything. And it'll, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, you're. We can be our own worst enemy in terms of what we are allowing into our own thinking and how we limit ourselves. So, yeah. But, so, but what about? Um, go ahead, Lou. No, no I'm fine. okay. Well, what about once you attain that next level, and then <laughs> that whole imposter thing starts seeping in? Like, you've reached it, and you're like, I don't deserve this, or I don't feel like I belong, or do I really belong at this table? Right. You know, yeah, in this seat. That's at the real. Table. Uh-huh. So talk a little bit about imposter syndrome when it comes. Yeah. To it's one of my favorite things. It. Yeah. Having reached that next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of the, my favorite things to talk about because imposter syndrome is the knowing that you've arrived and there's still more to climb. And most people don't think about it like that. Mm. They are, they're like, I should be grateful. I'm even here. Well, the, the truth is, is that because you're here means there's more. Yeah. There's something else. And it is okay that you desire more and that when you're sitting at the table and you have a seat, you are capable of creating more seats. Mm, you can yeah. do that. Right? It's not about the one seat. That's what we say. Oh, we need a seat at the table as women. As Black women, we need a seat at the table. No, we need seats at the table. We need a buffet. That. We need multiple tables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that understanding, when you internalize the understanding that you're capable of creating that, you'll then position yourself in such a way. See, imposter syndrome can be rooted in the fear, oh, I'm not an expert. You don't have to be an expert to do something great. Mm-hmm. You yeah. simply have to show up and be willing. Yeah. Are you willing? I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, Rashana, what role does accountability play? in achieving the next level living? Accountability is all about being, we just talked about that willingness and then doing the thing that you said. So I'll say it this way. Many people say, I want to do this thing. That's what they say. But what they do is counter to that or opposite. What people say is who they want to be. What people do is who they are. And when you're accountable, you close that gap or you're working real hard to get it as close as you can. What I said is what I'm going to do to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I can't do it, then I'm not going to even say it. Or if, mm. right? Because that way you stay congruent to who you are. The yeah. other way imposter syndrome sets in is that we take on the words and language of other people. Many people out there say things all the time. Oh yeah, you know, I'm on social media. I got all these followers, but you really don't have followers or you're working towards it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you go to my Instagram page today, I have about 60 followers because I got off of Instagram and now I'm getting back on. So if I was like, yeah, I'm on Instagram, I got thousands of followers. That's not true. The truth is I have about 62 because I've been on about a month mm-hmm. because I got off for a year and a half when it was eating at my soul, the way the algorithms worked and the way 
when teen suicide, which continues to rise, it's a, yeah. it's a passion of mine. And so I watched a documentary from some of the makers of some of the social media platforms. And I took to heart what they said. They said, the only way to really beat it is to not be on it. So I took a break. I got off Instagram altogether, shut down some of my Facebook things I was doing and just took a pause. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back on understanding the clarity of why I want to be on and who I want to reach. And that's how we close the gap. That's an example of closing the gap and being accountable. Mm -hmm. If you say you're about a thing, then are you willing to do the thing? Mm -hmm. And that always combats imposter syndrome and helps you be accountable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, So you were a director in a talent acquisition division, right? Yes. Tell us how, how do you understand or identify your gifts or talents? Yeah, so I, I was very fortunate to be the senior director of talent acquisition for the 15th largest public school system in the United States, mm-hmm. serving at the time a little over 170,000 students, large, big girl role. And mm-hmm. because of that, I was able to see a lot of talent. And I hired people when I worked for General Mills and in private sector. So I've seen talent. And so understanding that we all are in a place when we're doing the thing that we're really called to do, time moves at a different pace and speed. Mm -hmm. It can feel like, man, that was only 10 minutes. Oh, wow. That just flew by. It's because that 10 minutes was condensed because you're just operating in your gifts and talents. And so the things that we're called to do while, while they may be things that people go, how do you do that? Or what does that look like? When you know it's, it's you and you're born to do it, it feels effortless. We're raised, oh, you got to work hard. You got you to gotta work hard. Hard work in the right context. There are certain things that each of us is equipped, born to do, mm-hmm. that when we do it, while it is hard work, it doesn't feel hard. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, I... I, I I know I've shared this before, but uh, Roshana, that is so true because I, I tell people one of my first jobs out of law school was dealing with um, child protective services cases. And um, those were, that was a hard area. But I tell you, when I got my first case and I went in my office and I was working on it, I saw like a fish in water, just, just an mm-hmm. image in my head. And when I saw that, it was like, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. This is my kind of thing here. Um, because I felt like, you know, I could make a difference. It was dealing with kids, uh, um, a topic that I care about, um, mm-hmm. making sure that kids are safe and to know that I could play some role, no matter how small, in that process. I did. I just felt like I took right to it. And um, it was hard work, but I felt like, okay, yeah, this is like my skin. I can wear this. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it just it's it is it, it's effortless. It eases, it oozes from you exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but are there tips we can use to properly assess our talents? Because you know, I my role, I've I've worked with HR, but certainly not at the level that you did. But part of the challenge was people believing they have talents and skills maybe that you don't see and they don't so, exactly yeah, so mm-hmm. what what can what are there tips that to help yeah. us properly assess our talents 
Yeah, so there's definitely tips. So the first tip is to be able to, as you're, if you're a job seeker, so I'm going to do job seekers and current people. So if you're a job seeker, assessing your talent and your skills is going back to the last job you had, the last one, mm -hmm. and going, what did I do really, really well at that I enjoyed? That's a talent. I did well at it and I enjoyed it. Because we don't take time to necessarily assess past roles. We're constantly looking towards the ones that we want. Mm. But the ones that we had are the ones that will give us insight. And just because you were on a path, a career path, doesn't mean you have to stay there. You may make a complete pivot knowing, wait a minute, the thing that I really loved about my job wasn't presenting the PowerPoints. It was actually getting all of the research and building it. So I'm not looking to be in a role where I'm a manager and presenting. I actually want to be more of an individual contributor where I can mm -hmm. work on multiple things and be in the background rather than be thrust into the, into the front. Mm -hmm. That's how you know that that's a talent and you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Another example, some people are really great with numbers and then they just bypass it. They're like, oh, that's not really a talent. I just do that. Like anybody can look at the spreadsheet mm -hmm. and like put it together and, and then decipher no no people can't yeah and so right. being able to say that's my talent i do that really well i enjoy it will position you for the next role and when you're able to even come into an interview and say this is what i do really well commands confidence and that confidence is is the difference between you getting a job and not so even somebody who's very capable, they look great on paper and they come in and they are confident are less likely to get the job. Mm -hmm. Because if you aren't confident, you want us to bet on you in this role, why would we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is typically why men, especially white men, can be 20% actually qualified for a job and interview for the job and get it. Mm -hmm. versus women, especially women of color, who feel like they need to be 90 to 100% yeah. or more overqualified before they'll even apply. It's a difference right. in the confidence. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. So true. So yeah. those are the tips I would say. First, look back. And then be sure that as you've looked back, you know what you did easy or what was what came well to you, you did it well, and it was effortless. And then look for roles that you can be in that give you more of that. That's a great way to let your talent shine. Mm -hmm. And if you're, that's for job seekers. And then if you're in a current job and you're looking for a job, your current role is a light to that new role going, I want to either do more of this or I don't. Mm -hmm. That's nice. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What, um, Closing advice can you offer to the listeners as they try to determine how to make solid decisions to attain their life goals? Yeah. So the first thing is we aren't trying, we're doing. Mm -hmm. So your life goals, first, you're like doing that. them. Yeah. You're doing them. Yeah. So right. well before you decide to write the goal, write it down, you're doing it. That mindset even shifts what you're willing to write down and go after. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the first, that, that's it. Like you are doing this and then write it down and take the smallest of steps. The smallest of steps will get you there. So often big goals, lofty goals. Oh my gosh, I got to get this done by the end of the year. It may not. Oftentimes the bigger the goal, double the amount of time it's going to take you to get there and keep taking mm -hmm. steps to get there. 
Yeah. We live in a microwave society where it's like, it should happen now. It should have happened yesterday. And we don't yeah. should all over ourselves. No shoulding. When you should all over yourself, you make a mess. <laughs> Not good. I love that. Okay? Yeah. So you're doing yeah. it and you're taking yeah. the smallest of steps, being gracious to yourself along the way. Because when you do that, you create your own momentum. And when you're in control of your own momentum, you can go anywhere. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So Rishana, I want you to take a second to tell us about what you have going on in your life right now. Yeah. To- yeah. Sure. I have a few things. So the Awesomeness Sparks Conference is being hosted. It is September 16th through the 18th. You can go to awesomenesssparks.com to learn more about the conference, to get registered. It's an opportunity for every participant to come for their awesomeness to be set on fire. That's right. Focused, intentional, resonating, and experienced. When our awesomeness is on fire, all four of those things are happening. Wow. And that's what this conference is all about. And it's at the beach, the best place, my happy place, at the beach in Wrightsville Beach in North Carolina. Oh, I love that beach. It's so peaceful. So beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So you want to tell a little bit about your book and where people can get it? Yeah, I have yeah. look right here if you can see it. Be a giver of awesomeness. Giver of awesomeness. Yeah. Be a giver of awesomeness. Just a side note, I trademarked the phrase giver of awesomeness and protecting your smarts, all of you out there that have them. I wrote yes. and titled the book under the trademark so that it was automatically copyrighted. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, because thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. You want to know this. And I did that because. I know this book is going to continue to grow. In the book, I talk about five awesomeness stealers or what I like to call adult bullies. We don't talk about adult bullying as much as we should, Mm -hmm. but it is real. It is what creates adversity in relationships. And there are five different characters that show up. These could be superheroes who turn into supervillains because they use their super inappropriately. Wow. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. It's worthy yeah, of a hand clap. Yes. 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 The book is yes. on Amazon for all who would like to get it. It's also on uh, walmart.com. Thank okay. you. Thank you, and Rashana, I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you please um, just share a little bit about your journey in terms of how you transitioned into owning your own company and what you do now? Can you share a little bit about that? Because it's a very inspiring yeah. story. And I would Thank just you. like for the audience to hear a bit about that as much as you're comfortable with sharing. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm open about it because I believe that it is a story worth telling. Mm-hmm. There aren't any victims or villains. It mm-hmm. is truly the understanding that there was a day where I noticed and I knew that the person that I worked for got joy out of making me feel small. Mm. And all of the things that I was trying to do, trying, weren't working. I was trying to be better. I was trying to be different. I was trying to write the most best emails. I was trying to be in position where I was supposed to be. I was trying, 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 trying to leave my team, do all of this. And I realized none of this matters. They're They're not seeing it. And for whatever reason, what I was doing was becoming a deterrent, not only to my ability to lead, but also to my team's ability to see great leadership. Mm. And when that happened, 
I remember standing in the doorway to my office and looking up at the Lord and saying, can I be done now? (laughs) And I didn't know where I'd go or what I would do, but I knew I couldn't stay here. It was the moment that I say for some people who know, I think I'm called to do something else. My fear of staying in that role was way bigger than my fear of stepping out into the unknown. And so I just needed to take a step. And at that point in time too, I was very sick um, because of the stress that I was under trying so hard. My doctors had been monitoring my blood pressure. It was up to about 155 over 87, which is really high for me. Mm -hmm. and um or even then it was that would still be high and so I stepped out on faith I was a certified coach at the time doing that on the side and in my organization and I took those skills and said people call me Yoda here in this role Mm -hmm. like I have some Jedi mind tricks and (laughs) it was coaching tools and I said I can start a business and I'll coach and I'll consult and almost five years later I'm happy to say that I continue to do that have done that in multiple States across the United States and multiple countries and continue to serve globally. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here with us and, and again, taking time out of your busy schedule to share with our audience. Um, we look forward to hearing more and for us to stay in touch, Rashana. Okay. Thank you, Rashana. Yes. Thank, thank you, you ladies, so much. Take care. Right.